Joy seekers, joy givers, anyone looking for an infusion of joy, you've come to the right place. My name is Deb McGregor, and I'm your host for today's program. Friends, we've been taking a journey throughout Lent to the Holy Land. We've really explored a lot of different things, and today we're going to go to another depth of exploration as we are joined by our very special guest, Ashley Haymaker. Ashley, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so thrilled that you're here, and we I think we just have to say like how amazing it is that we've been connected through a mutual, actually your relative, my friend, who said, you've got to have Ashley on the show. Yeah, I'm very grateful that he connected us. I had no idea that this was a thing, and I'm so happy I do now. I am too. So Ashley, one of the things that um, really impressed me, we should tell people a little bit about you and your background, because your journey to the Holy Land was actually what started cementing your faith for you going over, it wasn't necessarily like a lot of people who are like, oh, I'm just so deep in relationship with the Lord, I have to go to the Holy Land. For you, mm-hmm. there was actually a lot more searching involved. So take us to a little bit of your background and how you even decided, I'm going to the Holy Land. Of course. Well, at the time, I was a teenager, so I wasn't fully, um, I'll say, developed in my faith. I wasn't very connected with the church at that time. Um but it was more of a spontaneous calling that my father had, and we decided we were going to go see these sites for ourselves. And while seeing them, it really cements in your face. It gives you something tangible to connect to the Bible. And throughout that journey, after coming back, that's when I really started connecting with my own faith, because I've seen the things, I know it's real, But that wasn't the catalyst for my faith. It was more just confirming that these are tangible places. It connects with the Bible. It makes the whole experience real. Yeah, I love this. So when you went over, you you weren't even 18 years old yet. No, I think I was about 16 at the time. And you went with your dad, not a tour group. No, we just winged it alone. (laughs) This is what I love because almost everybody else, well, I actually think everybody that we've talked to, there's been some sort of, oh, they went with a tour, or even if they went back by themselves later, they had already been on a tour. So they had Mm -hmm. some experience. So you decide to go, you decide you're going to wing it. And this is another piece of your journey that I love is that for you, you really wanted to live with people that are there, not the hotel scenario, not like you really did it differently. So Mm -hmm. let's talk a little bit about um, you get over there. And where did you decide to stay? Well, honestly, it was by mistake. (laughs) Um, I just picked a place that looked beautiful. And when we first got to Israel, we stayed in Jerusalem in the Muslim district at kind of a smaller hotel slash bed and breakfast type situation. Um, So we really were immersed in the culture a lot more than if we stayed at like a Best Western or something like that. Right. And I'm really grateful that that was an accident that happened. And we were so unprepared for that trip. It was a blessing in disguise that we got to experience that culture. And also when we traveled to Jordan at the same trip, We stayed in a Bedouin village and got to experience that whole culture as well. So we were really immersed instead of just standing on the sidelines. 
Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk, let's kind of talk about the Jerusalem experience first, because I know one of the things you Mm -hmm. talked about was the ability to just get out and actually start walking around, seeing people, Mm -hmm. visiting different places. So let's talk a little bit about that experience for you. Yeah, well, originally we didn't really have any idea where we were going. Um, We had a couple set tours for a few of the days. So we had a tour guide take us around, you know, the main highlights. But we also did have time where we just went walking on our own. And there are a couple amazing places that we saw. For example, the garden tomb. Mm -hmm. um, That was completely by chance. We met a former nun just on the street. And she took us up to the garden tomb and we got to experience that whole area and see it for ourselves. And it's something that um, was kind of hidden away that we just stumbled upon on the street. And there were many experiences like that for us where we were staying that you just walk down the street and you find something incredible. Mm. And do you think that because you weren't necessarily with the group, you probably saw maybe some more back things or just things that not everybody sees at all of those major sites? Absolutely. We also um, were wildly underprepared. So we went in many different places where English wasn't um, huge, which in Israel, most people do speak English, but we were in the Muslim district at the time where we were staying. Um, So we were kind of thrown in, not knowing what we were doing. We didn't exchange any money until we got to where we were staying. Um, We walked through a lot of the markets that we had no idea where we were at. We had to figure out how to get into the old city of Jerusalem, which is harder than I expected. (laughs) A lot of walking happened, but we got to see so many kind of behind-the-scenes things while we were traveling to a big destination. I love this. And I know one of the things that you shared with me, and I'm not sure if it's the same nun that Mm -hmm. you met at the tomb, or if this was a different one, but that there was a chance encounter and you actually had an opportunity to go through the Stations of the Cross. Yes, that was her. Um, I think she was, she was on a tour when we went to the Sea of Galilee. Mm -hmm. And after we got back, we decided, you know what, we still have a lot of the day left. It was like a little bit afternoon. And she basically said, hey, I'm walking in the same direction as you are. Why don't we go together? And she led us through a long pathway where all of a sudden we'd turn and be like, oh, we're following the Stations of the Cross. We're walking through the Old City. We're going to the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. She's leading us to the Garden Tomb. There are so many things that we would never have seen unless this chance person we came along. And you know what? It's a bummer. I can't remember her name. I asked my father, too. For the life of us, we can't remember her name. But she sticks out in our minds as, like, a highlight of that trip, yeah. as an important, important person. It was just such an amazing chance encounter that has changed my life, really. And. What I love about this is we often talk about people may not remember our name, but they'll remember how we treat them Mm -hmm. or the impact that they had on us. And isn't it fascinating that that actually happened on your experience in the Holy Land? Like, I just think that's really cool. And I know you had shared with me that 
walking through these stations of the cross and seeing these places for you, you had an experience there. Like you knew God was so real, like something happened there. Yeah, especially at the time, um, I wasn't very far along in my faith. You know, um, again, I was a teenager, still figuring things out. But I remember as soon as we went in one of the gates, I believe it was the Lion's Gate, um, right inside that there is, forgot the name, sorry, but there's a church dedicated to Mother Mary. Um, and at the time, again, wasn't super into my faith, but I had an experience where I actually started crying. <laughs> and it was so out of character that walking through the old city after that, because that's the first place we went in the old city, it was surreal. There is a feeling that I can't explain logically that you just know, no matter what religion you are, no matter what you believe in, you know something important happened there. Mm -hmm. You know you're walking in a place that is so significant, it's hard to even grasp. Mm. You're walking on holy ground. Like, this is just it, right? Right. It's and especially at the time of Easter, like um, when we went to the Church of the Holy Sepulchre and with this nun, it was on Easter Day. Hmm. So walking the Stations of the Cross, there were reenactments, and it, it felt so real. It was just amazing. So that's one of the things that you had shared also with me um, before we went live, is that you actually were there during this you know, the time of Passover and Easter. And so there mm -hmm. were all these festivities, reenactments, like this became real on so many levels for you. Yeah. It was absolutely amazing. And um, especially on Easter day, we in the morning went to the Church of the Holy Sepulchre and we got to see um, a service in Latin. We got to visit um, through all the, you know, historical artifacts that they have throughout the church. Um, really walking through the old city on Easter was something that I will never forget. It was so joyous, and especially in Israel, you can feel a little bit of tension between different religions, but on that day, it's like everyone was celebrating no matter what. Hmm. It was almost an out-of-body experience walking through the city. That's amazing. I mean, it just sounds totally cool. So mm -hmm. as you are going through this experience, and there's this connection to God, there's this connection to faith for you happening. How did that then influence the rest of your journey as you were going through the sites and going through the experience in the Holy Land? Um, honestly, at the time, I was a little confused. <laughs> and I didn't really know how to process it all because we were also seeing a lot of um, historical sites, you know, that are tied to faith, but such as like Masada, right? I was there also for the historical value. And at the time, my faith, you know, that aspect didn't really hit me until I came home. Mm. I came home, I reread the Bible. I saw that I've been at some of these places, you know, I can picture vividly what it looks like. It's just so much more real. So at the time, Nothing really connected. But once I got home, all of a sudden, it's like, okay, I've seen it. I see the word in the Bible. Now my faith is really cemented in. Yeah. You know, one of the things that some of our guests have said throughout this time is, if you're a Christian, 
you have to go to the Holy Land because it really does bring the Bible alive. It brings these sites, like everything starts having mm-hmm. more meaning. And when you have more meaning, it actually, I th- I'm going to say it like increases your faith. Like it increases the belief mm-hmm. that this really happened. This is a real thing. Absolutely. And it's also, it's, it's kind of hard to put into words, but everyone who asks me about the experience, I say that I can die contented now. Mm. I can die at peace. I feel like, you know, I was very privileged to be able to take this trip, but if it's possible, I encourage everyone to, no matter what faith you are. It truly was life-changing, and I feel so, um, um, how would I say, <laughs> reassured in my faith. Yeah. It's like it in my heart and soul at this point. Well, you know that God is real. You know that Jesus <laughs> walked in the Holy Land. Like, it, it makes right. it real, right? It brings it there. Mm-hmm. Ashley, we're going to take a brief pause, and then we're going to come back, because we've got to talk about this Bedouin <laughs> experience and oh, yeah. sleeping on the ground. So we're going to take a brief pause. We are speaking with Ashley Haymaker. We're talking about her journey to the Holy Land that she made with her dad. Friends, we have a lot more to come. We're going to take a brief pause, and then we'll be back. This is Deb McGregor. Live joy, share joy. This is Deb McGregor of Life Full of Joy and Live Joy, Share Joy. I like to be infused with joy all the time. Every Monday through Friday, I do an infusion of joy video on Facebook and Instagram. I cover a topic related to joy and provide insights, perspectives, and distinctions, as well as offer an opportunity for you to continue digging even deeper into your own joy. Make sure you're following me on the Life Full of Joy Facebook page and on Instagram at Live Joy, Share Joy. Live Joy and Share Joy. Realtors Noemi and Harry Aylesworth are happy to share they are now affiliated with Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate First Choice. Serving all of your real estate needs in Bemidji, Bagley, Black Duck, Cass Lake, and surrounding communities. They are dedicated to finding you the home you deserve. Whether you're selling or buying property, they will serve you with honesty and integrity. You can expect a better real estate experience. Life takes you many places. Let Team Aylesworth, Noemi and Harry of Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate First Choice take you home. This is Deb McGregor of Live Joy, Share Joy. Can you imagine getting a text right to your phone that is all about joy? Every Friday, I send out a joy note. This is a message of encouragement, contemplation, insight, and more. If you want to receive a joy note right to your phone, text the word joy to 218-248-6556. I look forward to sharing more joy with you on a weekly basis. Let's build a community of joy. This is Deb McGregor, Live Joy, Share Joy. We are speaking with Ashley Haymaker. We're learning all about her journey over to the Holy Land. She made this trip with her dad. Ashley, welcome back to the show. Thank you. This has been, uh, yeah, thanks. This has been amazing. I'll be completely honest with you. There's this vision of, as I picture you going over there with your dad, and like you said, not a ton of planning, not a ton of stuff. And Mm -hmm. then God just keeps putting these people in your pathway to show you specific things for God to reach deeper into your heart, like trusting in God, like he made it happen. Like it just, it just was right. He made it happen. Mm -hmm. And I'm also thinking about, Oh yeah, now I see why people go on the tour, right? Because they get the scriptural verse of the day and they get, you know, a study piece, Mm -hmm. right? There's room for both. I mean, that's what I love about this is there's room for both experiences. 
Yeah, and we did do a couple tours, but I have to say, if it's possible, anyone wanting to go over there, have a free day to just wing it. Yeah, (laughs) have a wing it day. Everybody needs a wing it day, right? It's so worth it to just not have a plan and kind of go with the flow. Yeah, well, because you never know who God's going to put in your path. I mean, that's the other piece of it, right? Like, there's Mm -hmm. so many different things that can happen. So one of the things that you did is you also took time to be with the Bedouin people and an opportunity to actually, you had camels and tents and you slept on the ground. Can you talk to us? This is fascinating to me. Okay. So um, for this experience, we were actually headed to Petra in Jordan. Um, That was one of the big highlights of our trip. And first off, crossing over into Jordan, that was a lot. (laughs) It was a little bit more complicated than we thought. We got stuck at the border quite a few times. We didn't really plan that out very well. But once we made it, um, we got to see Petra. We saw um, an old, not old, sorry, an ancient Roman town that was built in that area. And after Petra that night, we traveled to a Bedouin village and actually stayed with the Bedouin people in that area. And I don't know what I was expecting. I really didn't have any expectations. But when we got there, it was a whole campsite set up with um, cloth, fabric, tent type situation. And we were sleeping on the ground. (laughs) It was very interesting. There was a toilet. There was like a hole in the ground in this one little shack. We had some authentic food that, honestly, I couldn't tell you what it is. But the people were so inviting and so lovely. It was, it's hard to even explain how amazing it was. We got thrown into this culture and this lifestyle that we weren't expecting, we didn't prepare for, and that was the best for us. It was an amazing culture shock, something we needed. And so for a couple days, we were in Jordan, and we were staying with the Bedouin people, and um, everywhere we went in Petra, there were camels, we took horses. It was amazing, honestly. And it really showed a different type of lifestyle because throughout um, Israel, when we were traveling up and down, because we did the whole country of Israel, we did a lot of traveling, um, we saw a bunch of Bedouin people traveling, and we thought, wow, that's got to be a harder life. That's a very hard life compared to ours. And then we actually got to experience it. And it really makes you appreciate what you have. But also, it's so fascinating to see how contented these people are in their way of life. They're very solid in their faith and the way they do things. Um, It was an amazing experience to get to see that culture firsthand, very up close. So did being in that type of environment help you get a better feel of what life might have been like during the time of Christ? Like the method of movement, the sand all over, like sleeping on the ground. Did that help you actually get a better feel? Definitely. There were a couple things that were definitely modern. Um, They had um, a couple phone chargers things like that. We drove in a bus to actually get to the village before we started with those people. But it was very, um, 
it felt like we were transported back in time. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. felt like you could understand how people in the time of Christ lived on a deeper level, and you could really appreciate all the habits. Or throughout the Bible, you hear that they ate certain things, or they did certain things, or their ways of life that we can't connect to now, in America especially. But over there, you got to see this is how those people would have actually lived at that time. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the Bedouin people still continue to live that way. So it was very, very interesting. Yeah. It gave a lot of new meaning to many things in the Bible, honestly. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, and like you said, being right there and and really having to immerse and live in, you truly mm-hmm. are experiencing it. Like you're not going to the hotel at night. You're actually <laughs> right. getting that experience of, of what it means to be there overnight. Mm-hmm. So you were yeah, seeing the struggle was very interesting. Yeah, especially coming, like you said, coming from America, where we have roads and cars and buses and trains and planes. I mean, it just is a completely, right for daily like, life, right? Right. This was sand trails and a lot of ground and a lot of candles and lanterns. Yeah. And it was um, very admirable to see that these people loved the way they lived and they were successful in doing it still, mm-hmm. even though... You know, here we're used to many modern conveniences. Right, right. Well, I often think about even my travels to Kenya, where people are so spiritually filled. It's mm-hmm. not necessarily about having all these, like, physical things or, you know, the toys, right? But mm-hmm. so spiritually fulfilled. And there's exactly. it really makes a difference in, in one's contentment and way of being, right? Like, there's a thing about that. Definitely. So you did this trip with your dad, and I was curious about um, what did you learn from having this experience with your dad specifically? Um, Well, it's something that I wouldn't have changed at all. Anyone in this world, if I could go over there again, I would still want to go back with my father. It was truly amazing. Um, Before leaving, obviously, I wasn't very connected to my faith. He wasn't either. He's still not very religious. But we both at the same time could see in each other that there was a distinct change. And it was something that, you know, you live with your parents, you grow up with them. And I've never seen a change like that in my father. It's hard to even describe. It's like we both could see in each other that we were really connected directly with our faith in a way that we've never been before. And it was an experience that I wouldn't trade for the world, right? No one else I would want to be there with. It was truly incredible, especially for him, because he wasn't very religious beforehand at all, Mm -hmm. to really see like that spark in his eyes that he found it. We both found it at the same time. And now we can come back and talk about how you know, it's hard for other people to understand if they haven't been there, but we both understand. We both know what we felt, and even if it defies logic, we both know it's true in our hearts. Mm-hmm. So it was very amazing. Yeah, that's a, one of the things a lot of people talk about is that you can't always explain it. You kind of have to experience mm-hmm. what it is, and you clearly have experienced what it is. Like, it's just real for you. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's kind of hard to put into words. Um, even the feeling you get over there, it truly is almost like an out-of-body experience. That's the only way I can describe it. It's a feeling that I've never felt in my entire life. Mm-hmm. You know, even going to church in America, I'm not saying church is bad, obviously, but 
it is so surreal to be there. It's almost like you have a direct connection to God almost, like as close as you can get in your lifetime. That's where it was. Yeah. And even though we know we can get that here with it, right? It's there's Mm -hmm. something about when you are right there and you're walking the walk, you're walking in Jesus. Mm -hmm. I mean, that a lot of people talk about like Golgotha and actually seeing where Christ was crucified, right? Like there's just this profound peace that happens around that. So, yeah, absolutely. We found um, such a feeling of peace. Again, both I and my dad will say, we can die contented now. We can die at peace. For some reason, just that experience, I'm at peace with life now. Yeah, yeah. Amen. That's that's just amazing. Mm-hmm. So I know you came back and you decided to reread the Bible, and you had a completely yeah. different, like, all of a sudden things stood out. Words made sense passages Mm -hmm. started making sense. How do you feel like this experience has transformed you to not even just read the Bible, but just how you live your daily life? Well, um, before visiting Israel, I was going to college for theology. That was the plan. That was the game plan. Um, I still love theology, but as soon as I got back, I realized, you know, I'm solid in my faith, and I want to do something more impactful for the world. So one of the big ways that I've changed when I came back is now I'm studying social services. I feel like um, I've gained more of a perspective on life, and instead of just doing something selfish that I enjoy in life, you know, I'll do something that I enjoy, but really try to help other people at the same time. I feel like I have got a new grasp of life that it's not just for me anymore. You know, I went from a very selfish teenager who was kind of lost to now an adult who is solid in their face and knows that life is about more than just yourself. You know, now it has really inspired me to, with my career, with my future, I want to help other people in life to discover their faith and just to live a better life. Because some people definitely aren't as privileged as I was to be able to go experience that type of thing firsthand. Yeah, I love it. Just sounds like God spoke right into your heart, and absolutely. And you're he being, changed. yeah, he, you're being obedient to what He wants you to do now, as much as I can on Earth. But definitely, yeah. He changed me for the better. And what I love about what you're saying is, is truly. Really, this life is about what is God's purpose and what is God's call for us and how can we serve His people? We're all right, His people. A, mm-hmm, that's a great word that you brought up of purpose. You know, before that, I didn't know my purpose. I was very lost. Now I know. I came back and I found that purpose in life. And it's really, in a way, comforting to know that I found it, finally. It felt like I was searching for so long of what do I do with my life? And now I've got it because God led me this way. Yeah. And and you got to experience a whole lot in the middle. Oh, yeah. I love it. Oh, it. Ashley, any final thoughts that you want to share with the audience today? Um, I would just say that if you are in a place in your life that you can visit the Holy Land, it's something that you know, listening to people talk about it is wonderful, but truly experiencing it 
will change your life. No matter what religion you are, no matter what denomination, experiencing that firsthand, just standing in Jerusalem, it will change the entire path of your life. Amen. And it'll draw you even deeper when you come back. Absolutely. It brings you a new type of connection with God that's hard to even explain. You just have to experience it firsthand. Amen. I believe it. Well, Ashley, thanks so much for joining us today. This has been amazing. Thank you for having me. Yeah, this is awesome. I really appreciated hearing about your journey. Mm -hmm. Friends, we are thanking Ashley Haymaker for joining us for today's program. And we're thanking you for choosing to listen. And we want to thank Philip Elke for engineering today's program and keeping us on track. We want to remind you to live, share, lead with joy. Have a great day, friends. Live joy.